0: Introduction. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. James 5 verse 16b. I should probably warn you up front. This manifesto is deeply personal for me. My wife Mary has fought for nearly a decade to rid herself of Lyme disease and a laundry list of other co-infections. She has, out of necessity, become her own doctor. I have followed her example in taking ownership over my health too and by God's grace we are teaching our three children to do the same. The book is personal because as you would suspect we have been on quite a journey. Between detoxing the metals left in our bodies from vaccines and trying to eat properly for nutrition's sake our journey has been more akin to a fight. The fight is ongoing and like any battle You need proper weapons of war. The concepts and practical suggestions offered in the following pages are weapons we have found to be safe, effective, and cost-efficient. The safety, effectiveness, and cost of modern medicine is a gamble at best. Not here. The protocols are safe, the procedures are most definitely effective, and believe you me, they are much, much cheaper than anything Big Pharma has to offer. I hope and pray you will join me in laying out a vision for hope and healing for the nations. Have you ever taken the time to notice that the overwhelming majority of prayer requests in our churches have something to do with health and healing? Pray for Aunt Betty, who has been dealing with a six-week cold. Pray for Jim, who fell at work and still can't get his back pain to go away, despite several surgeries and painkillers. Pray for Sue's cousin's niece, who at the age of seven, has lymphoma. Pray for Frank's boss, who just learned that he has diabetes. And on and on we go. If I were a betting man, I'd say that upwards of 95% of all prayer requests in our local churches are about sickness and disease. The very thing most pastors and elders are unequipped to deal with. What are we to do? Should we uncritically raise the white flag and accept defeat? Do we pray with vigour and faith and leave the results solely to God? Or might we consider doing something before those requests hit the prayer chain? This book seeks to answer those questions. Time to wake up. It is high time we acknowledge the truth of our current predicament. We live in the 21st century and boast in our seemingly inexhaustible knowledge. We have gigabyte internet download slash upload capabilities, which helps us transfer massive amounts of information in seconds. We can split atoms and make tremendous amounts of energy. And we have, thanks to the free market, which isn't so free anymore, incredible access to medicine, doctors, and technology. MRI machines, bioscanning technologies, etc., our information age Tower of Babel boasts of so many things, yet we have a major problem on our hands. Everyone is sick, overdrugged with chemical synthetics, woefully malnourished, and no one in the contemporary field of medicine has a cure for cancer and chronic illness, despite the billions of dollars invested for research. As I write this, Merck, has approval from the FDA to develop a live virus Ebola vaccine and as of 2018 the Center for Disease Control, CDC, reports that one in 59 children has autism. Right now the world is talking about the so-called coronavirus which has a different origin story from week to week. We think we've made tremendous progress in the field of bioengineering, medicine, and healthcare. However, we're dying of Alzheimer's disease. Heart disease is still the number one killer. See footnote 24. And for some reason, we still want to purchase the medicine we see on television commercials that may help with one particular condition, but are guaranteed to give you a laundry list of other issues. It's time to wake up footnote 24 in relationship to heart disease there is debate on these numbers when we consider the destruction of children in the womb both abortion and IVF procedures the numbers are staggering the number one killer of image bearers is actually medical doctors through medical mistakes misdiagnoses and actual abortion procedures included in these medical mistakes are the prescriptions for things like statin drugs, chemotherapy, and other synthetic drugs which wreak havoc on unsuspecting recipients. End footnote. We have a responsibility problem, or I should say a self-government problem. We don't take responsibility for our spiritual health and well-being. After all, we have religious specialists for that, We don't take responsibility for our intellectual health and well-being. After all, we have educational and media specialists to think for us. For the most part, we don't take responsibility for our physical health. After all, we have medical specialists to make our decisions for us. We have, in each of these areas, placed ourselves in neutral, allowing ourselves to float as if in an inner tube out in the middle of the Atlantic. To make matters worse, we have civil rulers, what we might call specialists in power, seeking to control and regulate all of the previously mentioned specialists. Specialists in charge of other specialists who are in charge of you. Today, we have government bureaucrats controlling air quality, food quality, education quality, And medical quality. As if it could get any worse we have government public health officials and regulators who pass through the revolving door of the highly profitable pharmaceutical medical mafia too. Their goal is to control and virtually mandate medical treatment for everyone. In short we haven't just let the medical boards and bureaucrats take the wheel We have jumped out of the car while they drive off into the billion-dollar sunset. Since we exist on this earth to glorify God, and because we carry out this worship in our physical bodies, nothing is more fundamental to that purpose than our physical health. Since we are spiritual creatures equipped with material bodies, that is partly what it means to be human and made in the image of God, we can conclude that one cannot do much without a healthy, fully functioning body. We only receive one of these bodies issued from heaven at the moment of conception. Yet, surprisingly, most of us simply do not have even the most basic understanding of how our bodies work or how God has designed our bodies to keep working. Even though we readily admit that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 verse 14. Likewise, we have little knowledge about or experience in using the amazing assortment of minerals, nutrients, plants, healing agents, etc. that God has placed here in his creation in order to support and supplement our strength, health, vitality, healing and general well-being. Because we don't know what we don't know and because we cannot share with others something we do not possess, we are, sadly... Surrounded by friends, family, loved ones and image-bearing strangers who suffer from a myriad of chronic illnesses and health problems and we feel powerless to help them. They perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4 verse 6 And it is our fault too. Healthforalloflife.com A website which sifts through the natural health world giving you easy access to holistic doctors, And the material in this book was created to correct the problem of ignorance by offering a massive injection of vitamin I, information. It will teach you simple, safe, effective, preventative and affordable ways to not only stay healthy but to minister good news to the sick and suffering and treat conditions and cure diseases that the billion dollar a year medical industrial complex simply cannot cure nor desires to cure. Who in their right mind solves a problem in the market which will lead to your company's collapse? That's not a great business plan now, is it? In fact, these interests only make things worse. And why do they make things worse? Because they don't know the creator, the great physician, and they don't know his amazing provisions for your physical health and well-being. That, and they only treat symptoms but we're getting ahead of ourselves the truth is it's time to get our car back your health belongs to you it is your responsibility speaking of cars stay with me for a quick thought experiment and illustration imagine trying to keep your car engine in fully operational shape by going to a tarot card reader for help the engine we know had a designer And we would do well to not only acknowledge the designer, but to consult him and follow his protocols too. Your car's engine doesn't work on voodoo and an astrology of luck and chance. It runs by design. It needs gasoline, oil and regular preventative maintenance. The difference between the car engine and your body is rather self-explanatory. The engineer who designed the engine wasn't capable of building into the structure of the engine a metaphysical, life-giving and sustaining soul. Or a microbiological, electrical, neurological, respiratory, muscular, circulatory, lymphatic, chemical information storage and retrieval system, DNA, and immune system to monitor and repair itself, which is what God has given our bodies." If we want the engine that is our body to work, we need to check the blueprints and plans the designer has given us. Health for all of life is my effort at pointing us back to the blueprints. How to read this book? The purpose of this book is threefold. 1. When you're sick, you're out of the fight and thus you're not fulfilling your God-given calling. The sad truth is that we here in America are the sickest we've ever been. And that's in spite of the vaccine industry's declaration that they are the ones who have single-handedly defeated polio, measles, etc. In a nation plagued with chronic conditions, cancers, and out-of-control childhood illness, can we really call this a success? The fact is, when you're sick, you're out of the fight, What is the fight? The great calling and vocation to expand the kingdom of God into every area of life by making all nations disciples who are baptized into the covenant and taught to obey everything Christ has commanded. Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20. When we're sick, we are prohibited from fulfilling our individual purpose for the kingdom of God, which means we need to remove this impediment by taking our health seriously and restoring the fundamental calling of self-government in the area of health and vivacity. 2. The resurrection of Jesus in the middle of history has outdone and surpassed the damage incurred by Adam's sin. The second person of the Trinity took on human flesh and dwelt among us, planting God's flag in space and time, declaring that, earth is now going to gradually become God's dwelling place. Jesus Christ came on a mission, a search and rescue mission no less, and in doing so reclaimed the world from the forces of Satan, sin and death in order to establish an immovable kingdom of righteousness and peace, justice and longevity. In light of the fact that sin has been comprehensively distributed to the world, we need to know that the gospel goes much, much further. Comprehensive problems require a comprehensive gospel and world and life view. As the wonderful Christmas song goes, He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. What I need you to know, dear reader, is that the resurrection of Christ is why we can speak of health and wellness, and it is the working paradigm for the entire book. Christ the King intends to rid the world of sin, sickness, and death. His resurrection is our down payment. Jesus was in the business of healing people because healing is central to the kingdom of God, and healing is central to the kingdom of God because the world is in need of restoration. Three, it is your job to exercise godly dominion in the world and the foremost way to do this is by taking control over your own health rather than leaving it to MDs. The gospel gives a man responsibility for his actions. If you lack the self-control to refrain from consuming a gross amount of sugar, then we have a gospel issue. Your body is a temple and this means... It is your job to take care of it, 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 and 20, aspartame included. What we want to see are individuals exercising self-control and self-discipline in the area of health and wellness. This is because you have a remarkable task before you, discipling the nations. If you're lethargic and gluttonous, you're not going to be equipped for battle. We need to be able to exercise dominion and if you don't have dominion over your own body you're not going to have stewardship dominion in the other areas God has assigned to you e.g. education, politics, business and so on. It starts with you. Just like you wouldn't delegate your spiritual health to whatever your pastor says you shouldn't mindlessly farm out your biological health to the medical doctors. God has created you as a whole person and he has conscripted you into his army. He wants healthy soldiers. He's given us what we need for life and godliness, 2 Peter 1 verse 3. So it is time we take this seriously. I am writing this book with several different types of readers in mind. There are those who are sick because they don't know better the problem of unconscious ignorance, and those who are sick and do know better, the problem of self-government. There are those who don't know what they don't know and they refuse to be confused by the facts. And then there are those who are desperately searching for answers and the current medical landscape has turned up short. Perhaps you are a God-fearing Christian or perhaps you are an unconvinced skeptic Either way, this book is for you. I'm also hoping to reach healthy people too, as I would be delighted to enlist them in the battle against state-controlled medicine. More on this in Appendix 2. The book is laid out in a self-consciously ordered fashion. My vision for it is to have both the theology, part 1, and the practical, part 2. So you're going to see both. I have intentionally written this book so you can have the theological foundation necessary for developing a fully orbed Christian worldview and so you can have the tools necessary to carry forth this worldview in the day-to-day. Some will be tempted to skip part one and jump right into part two. Try not to do this. There is a purposeful flow of thought and after finishing the book, you can certainly skip around to find what you need. Here's what you can expect. Chapter 1 is a holistic treatment of the gospel message and its implications because only a holistic gospel is going to give us what we need for holistic healing. This book is like building a house and I am laying the most important foundation in chapter 1. Many well-intentioned people fail to see the connection between the good news of Jesus Christ and how that good news works in the world especially when it comes to health and the battle against the humanist worldview behind modern medicine. I'm going to help those folks. This is not merely a fight against money-hungry pharmaceutical companies, easily manipulated doctors, and coffer-filling lobbyists in Washington, D.C. This is a battle of worldviews, and since you can't beat something with nothing, I intend to give you that something. Psalm 127, verse 1 is apt for this building project. Quote, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Quote. Chapter 2 will deal with the theological principles of self government and God's vision for the healing of the nations. It is important to know that man is not an evolved machine, but instead, he is a wholly created being made in the image of God whose self-governance is foundational to his purpose. This purpose and labor for the kingdom is the bedrock for individual and national healing. If we want to see a revival in the area of health, we're going to need a whole lot of repentance, as the two things are inextricably tied together, as you'll see. Chapter 3. will kick off part 2 of the book by seeking to answer two questions. What is health? What is sickness? Believe it or not, the allopathic medical establishment does not have the correct definitions for either words. If we are going to deal with sickness, we need to know what it is we are trying to get rid of. If we are trying to get healthy, we need to know which goal we are trying to reach. Definitions, then, absolutely matter. Important to our understanding of health and sickness is knowing how we got here, which means we're going to do some history as well. This chapter will introduce you to the science of basic biology and the seven key cell building essentials, which will set the stage for the rest of the book. Chapter four is all about nutrition. The mighty 90 is pivotal to cell building and overall health, which means getting proper nutrition is incredibly important. Much like feeding on Christ, the bread of life, In order to be filled spiritually, we need to feed on proper nutrition in order to be filled physically. The MDs today know virtually nothing about nutrition and eating fruits and vegetables doesn't really give the pharmaceutical companies any patentable material. No patent, no money. Chapter 5 will deal with detoxification, which is largely ignored in our time. Like mortifying sin in order to be spiritually healthy, we need to detox our bodies of neurotoxins, foreign antigens, metals, fungus, synthetic drugs, etc., in order to be physically healthy. Detoxing is largely ignored in the allopathic field, and this is because putting chemical toxins in your body is both profitable and central to their worldview and life view. Chapter 6 is about energy and developing different rhythms and practices in order to have a fully functioning nervous system, circulatory system, immune system, etc. So you can feel well and perform well. Like the Holy Spirit who energizes us for love and good deeds, we need proper nutrition, sleep and rest, strong bones, etc. in order to have the necessary energy to expend on the kingdom. After the conclusion, where we'll wrap up the housing project, I'm going to give you a few appendices to consider. Appendix 1 is the poor man's medicine cabinet with some recommendations and must-haves for your home. Appendix 2 is the need to address government-controlled medicine with the tips on getting in the fight. This is a love God and love your neighbor fight, as you'll see. Appendix 3 is entitled Meet the Faculty, And this is simply an introduction to the doctors and professionals whose lectures, books and websites can be found on the healthofalloflife.com website. The website is a virtual online medical center. It's a learning experience with the tools you need to get your health back in line so that you can fulfill your individual purpose in the kingdom of God. I encourage you to bookmark the site and visit it often. Appendix 4 is an article I wrote pertaining to humanism, and it is a more in-depth type of read. Some of you may not like that sort of thing. Others might want to dive right in. I included it because it helps us understand the worldview which sits behind and controls the menacing problem of statism, which is the fuel for the big farm of fire. Before we jump in, I'd like to thank you, my reader, for making the effort to get this book. I encourage you to check out the website healthforalloflife.com for more information. In fact, this book is really just a giant sign meant to point you to the website. So be sure to go there and load up on the information. And don't be dead end to the knowledge either. Help spread the word. Vitamin I is so crucial to our day. It is absolutely imperative that we think through these issues in order to serve Christ and serve others. This book intends to correct our current situation of widespread sickness and illness by offering a better way, a path to holistic healing and increased productivity, all for the kingdom of God. Buy some copies and give them away. Share a copy with a friend. And lastly, thank you for helping us get the word out. This is a Christian manifesto of hope and healing. So let's work on taking dominion over our health.